the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome back. It is hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Best day of the week. I didn't say that last hour, but it is Monday. Had a great weekend. Had some fun. Watched some good TV. Not TV, necessarily cable. What did I watch this weekend? Oh, I watched some really good crime shows. It was a really good Dateline NBC and a really good 48 Hours Mystery. So y'all know I love me some true crime. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, do you do it? You went to your uh, skins is quite the renaissance man. You guys know that. I mean, he, he and the missus like to go to, they're very jaunty. They like to, they like to go on jaunts. They like to go check out really cool things. And you know, they're, they're like the upper crust. Okay. They like to actually go to theater. So did you guys go and partake in some theater this weekend? Yeah, we jaunted down to Balboa Park and took in a couple of plays. Actually, I surprised her. Uh, both been kind of working really hard of late. And so I bought her a couple of tickets to go to the theater on Saturday and Sunday. So we were down at the old globe all weekend. Wow. Um, anything you would recommend? Uh, well, one show that we saw, which was fabulous, it, it was called 19th based off of the, uh, 19th, uh, Olympiad actually closed yesterday. So people can't go see it, but it was a great show. Um, and that was something, I mean, I just love history. And so be mm-hmm. able to see plays based off of history is always right up my alley. Wow. See, well, there's so much to do in San Diego and so many people just do, are in a routine and just do the same things over. And what I, what I love so much is that you always, you like to get out and see what's out there to do and you go and do, and you don't just oh, It's live- funny. People always, you know, look for vacations to, you know, where are we going to go? We have so much locally, like you said, right here in our backyard of San Diego. Yeah. You just need to make the effort to, to check and see what's happening out there and, and get out and do it and just really explore your backyard. Do do it. Skins lives on a constant staycation mindset of where they can go and check out, you know, new restaurants, new things to do. And, 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 it, and, and you do it and you're, you're reasonable with your budget. It's not like, you know, you're living large. You know what there I mean. are plenty of, if you like theater out there in San Diego, I'm not going to even just name one. You'd be surprised. Just look up theater and like theater deals or mm-hmm. like discount. You can get cheap tickets to theater all the time. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize is that when it comes to theater in San Diego, we have a lot more theater here. Uh, L.A. is where movies are, although they don't make any movies anymore there. They're filmed everywhere else. But here we have a lot more theater here. We're second to New York City in terms of theater. We have a lot of equity. We have a lot of theater productions uh, that major um, Broadway plays that actually started here in San- like Thoroughly Modern Millie and... Um, 
oh gosh, what was the other one? Full frontal, the full man, the full, full Monty, and and others. So anyway, speaking of theater, we got to talk Uno Momento about CNN <laughs> because Don Lemon. It grieves me that he went to LSU, that he's a fellow LSU grad. Because you know what? We got a whole lot better coming out of LSU than that fool. But anyway, um, he's gotten very, he's gotten where he, where he was before he got fired off his looks. Can we just agree to that? Because, you know, he's like Jenna Ellis. I mean, there's nobody that thinks he's got Swan's Way on his nightstand, okay? He's not reading Proust every night, right? I mean, the guy's dumb as a stump, okay? Um, but he made an announcement today. Here's what he had to say. He said, um, I was informed this morning by my agent that I've been terminated by CNN. I am stunned, he said. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. Must be his skin color. Can't be anything else. I'm reading between the lines. With that with that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalist in the business, and I wish them all the best. Um, CNN issued a statement that said, Don Lemon's statement about this morning's event is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. (laughs) This dude can't even be honest about being fired. (laughs) <laughs> I fired a lot of people in my day back in the, my corporate sales uh, career. And I will tell you, people always leave in the way they came in and the way they operated as an employee. And in this case, it was being a duplicitous, lying um, sack of doo-doo. Didn't CNN used to be the network where James Earl Jones did that incredible voiceover? I think he's passed away. And I think he's probably rolling over in his grave oh, probably. If, if they ever play that sound. Of, this is CNN. Um I met him, by the way. I told you, I, that you told me yeah. that. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm in oh, awe. Oh, he was so, he was, it was on the set of Picket Fences. Anyway, um, it was just, I think it was Thursday. I think Thursday or Friday when he had uh, Ravek Ramaswamy on, I can never pronounce it. It's Ravek right. Ramaswamy on his show. And Ramaswamy gave it to him. Don Lemon had the gall to basically say that he wasn't brown enough and didn't have enough color to be talking about racism. And and just, and it was, this is somebody that's running for office. It's somebody that, that it, um, Don Lemon, do, do you not see, could you not tell that, by the way, if you couldn't tell by looking at Ravake Ramaswamy that he's a person of color, maybe the name Ravake Ramaswamy, uh, it got really ugly and it went trending on Twitter that Don Lemon basically told him to shut up and he didn't have any right to speak on anything related to race because he wasn't dark enough. And um, I think that was probably the final straw for CNN. This was somebody that had said Nikki Haley wasn't, um, uh, was past her prime, which went so viral that the Asian actress who I love so much from um, Crazy Rich Asians, she played the mom in Crazy Rich Asians. She actually referenced it in her acceptance speech when she won the Oscar um, because she's 50. So, I, it, it, you know, you add no talent, 
no charm and no charisma. He's they moved him to a morning show, which needs more charm and charisma than the evening slot, which is usually just more hard hitting. And morning is supposed to be fluff. It's supposed to be some fun mixed in with hard hitting stuff. And it's just been abysmal. And he can't even be honest. I think I think what they wanted to do after that revake thing was probably to sit him down and just have a how to, you know, we you know, have words and say, look, dude, you're blowing it. We've given you another opportunity. Knock your crap off. Um, so there you have it. So I don't. I I think that um, that's overdue. Who knows where he'll end up? I mean, MSNBC, you know, is is is. I don't know. Where do you think? Do you, do you, I think there's a greater chance he's going to go to Fox News than MSNBC. Who's another one? Who do we have? Uh, I mean, he's not going to go to any of the actual alphabet, ABC, NBC, CBS. I mean, he's not going to go there. I mean, he's really only cable. He can't do network news. I could see him over with how things are shaking out. I could see him over at Fox. I do, too. I think here's what I think is going to happen. I think Lemon's going to be brought over um, to do the show that I haven't watched in many years, The Five. Um, where they always had like a far lefty on the panel. They had um, Bob, I don't remember his last name. I think he's died recently of Camp Bob Bennett, I think it was. Um, they've had some far lefties on that panel. I think they're going to bring him on as a panelist and then uh, uh, slowly over time give him a show. That's what I expect. I think Fox, and ultimately, as I think about it, what Fox is going to try to do is rebrand itself as fair and balanced. I think (laughs) (laughs) that's good. I think they're going to try it. I think what they're going to do is I think they're probably going to, I mean, Ingram and Hannity are already, I mean, does anybody watch Hannity anymore? I mean, he's still saying the same lines that he did. 15 years ago, Democrats, you know, want to, you know, show, you know, accuse Republicans of wanting to drink brown water and shove granny off a cliff. I mean, literally same talking points. I think they're going to rebrand and come out and say, um, Foxes, you know, we've gone too far right over the years. We need to go back to being fair and balanced. Yeah, that used to be their tagline. Well, it was. We report, you decide. I think they're going to try to rebrand themselves as though they were never about conservative content and go back to try to, to be that. Do you guys think it will work? 888-344-1170. By the way, good news, uh, and, and I didn't want to interrupt you, but James Earl Jones still alive, 92. 92. You know who else is almost turning 90? The great Carol Burnett. Wow. Carol Burnett. Did you ever watch any Carol I, Burnett? I loved Carol, Carol Burnett, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That entire cast of characters. And of course... <laughs> My favorite episode of all time. Just thinking about and it. I have to Google it on a regular basis just to watch it. It's, it's when she's playing Scarlett O'Hara and she comes out and she, you remember the scene in, in, in which Scarlett O'Hara decides she's going to go visit Rhett in jail and she gets some old curtains to make a dress and Carol Burnett comes down the stairs and she's got the curtain rods. <laughs> 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 now that's and, and, uh, and she's like, oh, just a little something I, I threw on. Just a little something I gathered together. And then Harvey Corman could just barely, I mean, he's just like fighting the, the, the laughter. It was just such a great, great. So I'm going to have to Google that tonight. Just such a great show. That's when comedy was funny. Yeah. And just so, uh, so many great characters and, um, yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of that humor, even when I would watch it reruns, was a little above my head, you know, as I, I didn't really get some of the Tim Conway um, skits. Um, but the show was still absolutely hilarious. Yeah, my grandma used to love that show, so we I would go over, we'd watch it together. Yeah, super, super cute. All right, going to take a break. We come back. The manifesto of, of Audrey Hale is being withheld, and we have a little bit of some insight as to what's in it. We're going to share that with you on the other side of the break. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. It was Bob Beckel from The Five. Bob Beckel was from The Five. And then there was also, um, I can't remember his name. I have to like purge so many of these people from my memory. But the African-American guy whose son's conservative, um, he had a mustache, who, uh, okay, Sandy, you emailed me Bob Beckel, and now I need you to email me the. <laughs> this is what happens. I haven't. Fox's news has been so in my rear view mirror that um, I, I just I've I've forgotten. All the Fox memories are being deleted from your mind. Well, they are. I mean, hashtag you know press delete. You know, I I only have so much you know capacity to store and it's also like selective retention and you know I, why would i want to retain these people okay so um all different ways in which information control the message you control minds right how many times i got to say this it bears repeating why are they trying to te- why have they been trying to get tucker off the show why is big tech trying to te- you know people in germany trying to take down my tweets not cuz they're fans of me and pay attention to me it's like you know they're looking for certain buzzwords because it's all about globally trying to tamp down any anti new world order one world government great reset socialist communist plan that they've got going for us we've also got police departments now and law enforcement agencies involved not and not just at the fbi doj level the police in tennessee are continuing to withhold the manifesto of the trans terrorist who went and shot up a christian school children were slaughtered and they refused to release the manifesto and tell us why the second they think that they can pin some act of violence on any on a conservative on Trump or anybody else. You think that you think they're not going to put the motive motivation out there, but they're intentionally withholding the motivation here. Why? Well, because according to a source, a local politician, it, the manifesto was quote a blueprint on total destruction. It's the FBI that's stalling the release of it. So yeah, I guess it is. It is from a national standpoint. Um, although I don't know why the local police and the local people in charge could not release this information. I think, I think that's a ruse. Sorry. I'm not local people in there in Tennessee. I'm not buying your excuse that the FBI is stalling it. There's people locally there that have it and they need to release it. It has been described its contents have been described as quote, astronomically dangerous. Um, Representative Tim Burchett or Burkett told the Post he knew the FBI was behind the delay, saying the news was, quote, disappointing and calling for documents to be released to grieving loved ones as well as members of Congress. No, it needs to be released to all Americans. Needs to be released to all Americans. This is a community. This transgender stuff is being shoved down our throats all day, every day. 
It is the Trojan horse that's being used to destroy this country. Every American, not just the grieving families, every American, our entire way of life is at stake here. We've got people being losing their jobs if they don't want to use certain pronouns. We've got doctors who are looking at maybe losing their license. In Florida, you can lose your license if you if you perform any transgenderism on children. But we've actually got parents that are being... Washington just passed a, a, a law that uh, um, children can go to these um, homes set up for them without parental consent and even go and begin transitioning and take puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones without parental knowledge. That's happening in Washington. We've got other states that are going to tell doctors, you either participate in this or you will lose your law license. This affects every American, and we all have a right to know. If you're going to tell me what the motivation is of somebody that's shot up a school in Uvalde, or if you want to pin it on a conservative and you want to blame MAGA, we had to hear about MAGA, and this is this is Trump and MAGA country all day, every day, when the left wanted to push the Smollett hoax, right? But now we're not allowed to know the motivation of a trans terrorist who killed children, nine-year-olds. Don't you think it's it's a, a matter of all public interest, Skins? Don't you think every American deserves to know? He goes on to say the manifesto could maybe tell us a little bit about what's going on inside our head. I think that would answer a lot of questions. 20 journals, five laptops, a suicide note, and various other notes were written by her. And they were seized at the house she shared with her parents as well as two memoirs, five Covenant School yearbooks, and seven cell phones. How did this person amass all this and how did the parents not know? Let me tell you, they need to, there needs to be an investigation into these parents and what they knew. And because to me, there's potential for accessory going on here. Now, in the United States of America, we do not have, you can't be charged with, with not reporting a crime. But I think when it's happening in your home, for example, Skins, isn't it true, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, if you were a room, or, or, or I'm not going to use you, somebody might think, if, if there's two roommates and one of the roommates is dealing drugs out of his bedroom and the cops come in and do a raid, both people in that dwelling can be arrested and can be charged with intent to distribute because the goods are in the apartment, right? Why wouldn't it be the same thing here? Why wouldn't it be that this was plotted and planned in the home of this person's parents, do they not have an obligation to know what's going on and what's being planned under their roof and possibly with their money? Where did she get the money for all this stuff? Did she get it from her parents? I'm telling you, we start investigating people and we start charging people with accessory before or after the fact in some way. There's going to be a whole lot of people paying more attention to what's going on with their children under their roof, whether they're under 18 or above. I watched the TED Talk this morning or yesterday morning from one of the parents of the Columbine shooters. And I was curious because I've always said that I can't imagine anything worse to happen to a human being than to bury a kid, whatever the way could happen. And to lose a kid and have to bury that kid after that kid killed a bunch of other people, I don't know what that's like. So I was curious. And there's a part of me that feels a little guilty that I got angry at her. 
because she said that basically he was suicidal and that he didn't go there to kill other people. It, it you know, he was there to kill himself and the suicide kind of, it was a part of his suicide kind of thing. But she referred to the other teenager who was involved in it as homicidal. And basically it had undertones of blaming this other kid. And that her son had been suicidal and written stuff for two years and she didn't know that he had kept a journal uh, that he had had suicidal ideation. Um, It made me angry. Because um, I've, I've known people personally in my life. I know somebody that actually attempted suicide multiple times. And at no point did this individual ever harm or attempt to harm another human being. There's lots of people that have or have attempted suicide without going and murdering 13 other people in a school. I'm not blaming that parent for it. I'm not blaming these parents here for direct involvement. But we started, where's the, we need investigations done about what they knew and when they knew it. How much of their own money was invested here? How much of their money? Oh, and she also blamed guns. That he shouldn't have had access to guns. I know lots of teenage boys right now and new teenage boys that had guns and none of them went and shot up their school. We got to be, we, we got to be looking at some of these parents. I want to see this manifesto though. Uh, getting back to this Burkett guy, he said, what I was told was her manifesto was a blueprint on total construction and um, so detailed at the level of what she had planned. Uh, that document in the wrong person's hands would be astronomically dangerous. This is what uh, Metro Nashville Council member Courtney Johnson had to say. Um, um, what would be astronomically dangerous? Maybe they're worried about copycats. Um I don't, but I don't think so. There's not, there was not any kind of detailed plan that somebody could go and copy. She did what they all do. She went and made her way into the school and started shooting up people. That's just an excuse, in my opinion. They want to withhold the truth that pumping somebody, telling somebody they can change their gender or use different pronouns is going to make them happy or they can take blockers or cross-sex hormones are going to be happy and the reality is, is they're not. And this is a threat to that narrative. That's what's going on here. Going to take a break. We come back. Let's get into some good news. Let's talk about Biden's poll numbers. (laughs) Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. It was Juan Williams. Thank you to Sandy. It's like my phone a friend. Do you remember? Does that show still on anymore? The one that um, Howie Mandel hosted was how? Did Howie Mandel? No, it wasn't Howie. It was Regis. It was Regis. What was it? It was was, uh, Who Wants wants to Be a Millionaire? Who wants that show was so good when it first came out. Who didn't watch that show? I miss a good game show. show. Yeah, don't know if it's still on though. I don't think it is. A bunch of different hosts. Regis Philbin hosted a bunch of different people. I, when hosted. Regis left uh, and they replaced him, I didn't like it. Yeah. It was such a great show. There was the phone a friend. They had three lifelines. And phone a friend was one of them, yep. Phone a friend was one of I don't Who remember? All right. Now I need another email. Okay, Sandy, email. What were the other lifelines on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? There was the phone a friend. 
There was another one where I think it would either get rid of one or two okay, of the yeah, incorrect yeah, yeah. answers. Okay, we get. And rid I of, don't remember the third one. I don't remember. Th- okay, we need to know the lifelines. <laughs> I, I need. I'm. I'm using my phone. A friend. My my email. A friend to email me now. What the three lifelines were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Okay. Um, I've noticed, and I didn't have time. Skins and I. Excuse me. Didn't have time to do a compilation today. But I've noticed. Excuse me, I'm trying to stop from getting the hiccups. Okay. Um, the media is starting to go for Biden. They're starting to come for Biden. And let me tell you why. It starts with a little thing called polling. Um, clip two. Check this out. We asked folks in this poll, do you think Joe Biden should run for re-election? Look at this. Only a quarter, 26 percent, said they think he should run for re-election. Age, a big concern. He'd be 82 uh, upon being sworn in for a second term. That's NBC News. NBC News reporting that only 26 percent say he should run for re-election. By the way, who is the 26 percent? I didn't know his family was that big. I mean, I knew there was 10 of 12 of them on the very dome. close Biden family and friends. 26 <laughs> percent. Um, Yeah. 26 percent think he should run for re-election. Supposedly he was going to make the announcement tomorrow. This is why I think that the, the media is coming for him. They are coming for him. Um, there are some some reports that I couldn't confirm that they were actually behind um, possibly the IRS whistleblower coming forward, complaining about the uh, uh, the IRS giving special treatment to Joe Biden, that they're really doing what they can to try to push him out. Do you think that that's a possibility? I do. Yep. Absolutely. I thought for a while that he was saying he was going to run for re-election or hinting at it just to buy himself time, but that in, in his 80s, you know, the guy just that there's no way that he would. Um, but I do. I actually think he's going to try to run. I think he I think he likes uh, the attention. I think he loves coming to the microphones and saying whatever the crap he wants to say and uh, the attention that he gets. And he's not making any decisions or doing anything except being um, the propped up puppet that he is. And I don't think he wants to give it up. But the Democrats, there's never been, let's pretend for a second that we have free and fair elections in, in the U.S. There's never been an election, a, a president who's won re-election with this bad of, of polling numbers. This from NBC News. There was other clips today of um, different hosts saying and, and admitting, I think it was Dana Bash maybe on CNN, admitting that it was because of his age. And that I think one of the questions in the poll had to do or some, I can't remember where it came up. Because this is like across, Dana Bash is at CNN, this is at NBC. I mean, it was like the, it was like a coordinated effort on the part of these left-leaning outlets to go against him today and running for re-election. It's completely coordinated. I think they want him out. I, I don't, I'm not convinced that at this point they've decided they want Gavin Newsom, um, but I, I, they, they definitely are, are, are trying to push him out. That's for sure. Um, we got a caller on the line. Well, we have not just a caller. We, had a, we have disaffected Mike. <gasps> I was disaffected Mike. I'm so glad you called in tonight because this morning I thought to myself, he has not called in lately and I might have to hunt him down like a dog. Yeah, well, uh, you don't have to hunt. I'm right here for you. Um, so, so um, 
first of all, Tucker will be fine. Uh, he's going to land on his feet. His of contract's course. being hopefully fully paid out. You know, uh, he'll he'll be just fine. I'm not particularly concerned about it. Uh, you know, outside of the you know Schadenfreude that the left is uh, you know deluding themselves with that somehow they they've achieved some kind of victory. Um, uh, reality is that uh, Biden um, he will he will announce that he will run. Uh, but the media will will start to shut him out in favor of our, as I told Mr. Badeoskins, uh, our stunt governor, Gavin, uh, Gavin Newsom. Yeah, uh, the guy the guy has never, you know, again, folks, please, um, you got to you got to understand how this how this system works. Um, a, a photogenic sleazeball car, a used car salesman, you know, slick haired used car salesman, uh, golden golden spoon boy like uh, Gavin Newsom, who's never run a business, never made a payroll, um, has never had a hard day in his life, is the, is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. Uh, these, people, these people rule. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they are chosen. They are bestowed. Yep. Um, these honors, at, like, you know, like ladies in waiting when it's time for their turn, just like it was for the decrepit uh, dementia patient we have in the office now. So, so the idea is, is that... Is that They'll let Joe Biden run. They'll let him make his announcement. Uh, but Barack Obama will will basically anoint, um, as far as I'm concerned, because he's the guy running, pulling the strings um, uh, as his third term in office for Martha's Vineyard. He will he will seek if he hasn't been talking to Gavin Newsom already, because you see Gavin Newsom running around the country talking guys like DeSantis. Um, you know, uh, like I said, he's a stunt governor. Um, he, he hasn't governed a day. Uh, he's a he's dictator. Let me ask you this. What do you yeah. think? I he, actually think it would be very interesting to pit Gavin Newsom against Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in debates because RFK, you're going to have the governor who was the most dictatorial and communistic with his crackdowns and seizing, bragging about how he had the state on a dimmer switch and just could open us up and close us at, at a whim, going up against uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who uh, has been studying these shots, and he and, and it's not just about the shots, um, but also he's just been full frontal assault against everything related to the the assault on our freedoms related to COVID, I think it would be a very well, interesting matchup. Well, yes, it, it would it would be an interesting debate. But yeah, yeah, R.F. Kennedy is a Trojan horse. I mean, he 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 projects he from the from the vaccine point of view, the COVID lockdowns, masking. He projects an air of you know that air of skepticism. But at the same time, at the same time. He is full throated, you know, eco, eco. Oh, yeah. I would never okay. vote for him. And, I just think that it. I would never vote for the guy, but, but, but yeah, it would be an interesting debate uh, between those two. I but think he could do, understand. I think he could do some damage to Newsom. I, I really think he could. Let him. Let them. That's fine. Let them. Let them eviscerate each other. I don't. That's care. what I. What, well, but is, I think it helps. Yeah. I think it helps the nation for that to happen. I think it. That's, I think it, it. I think it helps the Republican Party to have a presidential candidate on the Democrat side who's sane. But the D- because it fine, shows the, the comparison is, because it, it because it it highlights even more the insanity sure. on the part of the Democrats when you've got a Democrat speaking some 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 sanity. Some. But but you got to understand the DNC is not going to let Biden debate anybody who challenges him. They just won't. They've even said that they're not going to allow debates 
on the national stage. They're I not think, gonna, I, not think that, I think that that uh, what's going to happen is Biden is going to be Biden is going to be told. Uh, you are going to not run for president in 2024. You're going to have a reason even after he declares he is not going to be running in 2024 and it will end up being uh, Gavin Newsom debating. It will be Gavin Newsom debating uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I don't know. It will be automatically a win for uh, Gavin Newsom, but um, it'll be interesting. Uh, Real quick. uh, uh, 10 seconds and then I can let you. Hollow man. Yeah, anything to damage that hollow man, Newsom. I mean, yes. again, uh, uh, Newsom is an absolute 100% adject fraud. The man has never done anything substantial or meaningful in his entire life. He doesn't know how to run a state, much less a country. Um, he is a dangerous human being with dangerous ideas, um, and he is nothing but a slick showman. He's a stunt governor, as I've said it again. That's what he is. People need to open their eyes and see the kind of person that they're going to support on the Democrat side, if you're a Democrat and you voted for people, you vote for people like this without a conscience. Honestly, you're not you're no citizen. You're no friend citizen of mine. You're 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 you're, you're, you're an un-American person. Um, I would wish to see you leave this country. You do not deserve the privileges <laughs> and the rights this country holds. You are you are a garbage person as far as I'm concerned. But well, Mike, you're forgetting about Newsom's hair gel. Right. Well, disaffected, Mike. Yeah, well, we love yeah. you and we thank you for calling in. Call in more often, will you? I'll try. Thank you. All right. Take it easy, my friend. Love disaffected, Mike. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't you go nowhere. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, continuing on with the uh, attacks by the media on uh, Joe Biden. This came as a surprise to me. A White House pool reporter actually asked and confronted uh, White House's Sullivan on uh, Jake Sullivan on his role in the Biden crime family. Clip five. Ukraine, I wanted to give you the opportunity to respond to a former White House stenographer who this month outed you as a anonymous senior administration official who briefed reporters on Air Force Two en route to Ukraine in 2014. Um, he says that you spoke about giving aid to the Ukrainian national gas industry just days after the first or the second son had uh, secretly joined the board of a uh, Ukrainian gas company. He says he considers you part of a corrupt influence peddling conspiracy. He wants to testify to a Delaware grand jury about it. Uh, do you have a response to that? And were you part of a corrupt influence peddling operation involving the Biden family in Ukraine or any other country? No. Of course, he's not going to say yes, but the fact that the question was asked by the pool reporter, um, of course, he, he wasn't going to say yes. He could have, I think the pool reporter asked to get to, in, in case he gave a reaction, he got the question out there and he there was a possibility this guy was going to say something, you know, really stupid in response. Um, but the question was interesting because it laid out the entire scenario about this White House stenographer said that he had evidence that Joe Biden was influence peddling 
and he relayed that um, this guy Sullivan on Air Force Two or whatever it was on their way to Ukraine specifically was briefing them about Ukraine, about the plan to go. Joe Biden was the point man on energy and they were on their way there. Just give some money basically to Ukraine and help them with it. And um the reason why that would be he would be that would make him a part of influence peddling is because basically it's like you know trying to legitimize Joe Biden going to uh Ukraine as though it's legitimate business and at the time in which this statement was made I think or shortly after this he, this guy spoke to uh the media uh, as though it was legitimate business when uh, we found either at this point or shortly there after this trip to Ukraine was when Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. So um, I think it's very interesting that we're we're seeing multiple outlets attacking Joe Biden from from a variety of different fronts. And I think what's going to happen is Joe Biden will announce. I think that he will be he will be uh, given a deal behind the scenes of you walk away from trying to run in 2024 and we will spare you um, some prosecutions. We will help we will help bury it. The Republican Party needs to really get ahead of everything happening with these investigations. Remember what Andy Biggs said last week. We played a clip when he was on Benny Johnson's show. He was being very careful what he said because uh, involving all of this and the Biden family and the whistleblowers because it was bigger than the Biden family. It was going to reach a lot of people, had enormous implications for the nation, and they knew that the, the Biden administration and agencies were going to attempt to cover it up. Well, they and always the car in the back pocket is he can always use his mental health as a way to step away. Right, he will not be running in twenty twenty four. He absolutely will not. Um, what I hope is that the Republican Party does not go along with some backroom deal that if Joe Biden doesn't run in twenty twenty, that they will spare him or his family. What this country absolutely needs, if it's going to be saved, is true accountability, and that means prosecutions prosecutions of high-level people in this country. I'm sick and tired of being told that that would be harmful to the nation and that it would just be so disruptive. You know, our nation's crumbling under the weight of that kind of nonsense. We are crumbling under the weight. We are being destroyed from, from within because of people not being held accountable. That's the problem. It starts out on, you know, Richard Nixon falling on a sword and letting JFK Jr. and his family and the Daily steal the presidential election away from him. And I'm just going to accept the outcome, you know, because I don't, you know, uh, for the good of the nation. And now look where we are. It's not for the good. It's kind of like it, it's not any better for the nation uh, than it is for a parent to give their kid everything that they want and, and have the kid never face any repercussions. What kind of adult do you raise with that? Well, look where we're at. Nobody's been held accountable, and now we've got an incredibly, our entire government is completely corrupt top to bottom. Who do you guys think is the best person to to handle it on the Republican side? Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? What do you think is the bigger issue? The deep state or wokeism? Because here's how it's coming out for me. I think Ron DeSantis is better on the wokeism, and I think Donald Trump will be better on the deep state. I think it comes down to which one? Because DeSantis has made no mention of doing anything 
about the deep state. Although today when he was confronted on his little jaunt around the world, which was stupid and a bad strategy, uh, he was asked about being beaten in the polls by Trump. And his response was, I am not a candidate for 2024, which was an interesting choice of words. You're right. You're not right now. But kind of um, like this, Andrea, though, if you fight against the deep state and you're able to get 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 some serious scale back, it's easier to tackle the wokeism. Good point. I think you have to start there. I think I think you have to as well. I think you have to as well. Maybe DeSantis, when he does officially announce, maybe he will start speaking out on what he's going to do uh, at the federal level um, to fight the deep state. He's 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 not expressed anything to make me feel that he sees the threat of it and is prepared to do anything about it. Um, do I think Donald Trump made major mistakes and had some opportunities in dealing with the deep state? Yes, but what happened was before he even took office, the train had kind of left the station and he didn't realize it. And then he's kind of stuck uh, in, in some ways. I'm not making excuses. And one of the things Donald Trump needs to do is he needs to come out and admit his mistakes. He needs to stop saying dumb stuff like it remains to be seen whether or not Christopher Ray was a good choice. No, you don't have to act as though everything you did in your time in office was a success. People understand we're all adults. We get that you're not perfect. We get that you had no machine when you went to D.C. and you had to rely on people that ended up not being unreliable. I mean, heck, even the great ronald reagan made plenty of mistakes made plenty of mistakes a mistake is not admitting your mistakes that's what will come back to bite him because he made mistakes in covid he made mistakes in fighting the deep state he should come back and say i should have fired comey day one i shouldn't have i shouldn't have appointed ray he was a mistake i listened to this person over here um you know he he needs to he needs to and and here's what i would do different you know, he listened to people when he was running in 2016 who said, you got to come out and say, we don't believe your conservatism. You need to tell us who you would nominate as Supreme Court justices. And he came back with a list and, you know, he knocked it out of the park. He needs to do that again, it, 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 but from a different angle. He's not running new this time. He's got a record. He's got, here's the thing, what Trump needs to get his head around. He's got a record to run on and it wasn't all great because he's a human being. And we get it. He needs to shift. He needs to admit some mistakes and say, but here's why I'm the best person day one to hit the ground running to save this nation. All right. Tune in tomorrow night. Taco Tuesday. We'll be here at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Follow me on all the socials. Email me at andrewkshow.com and peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com